Hey there, and welcome to the Lucky Brain Podcast. I'm Marty Yang. In this series, we talk about the struggle and success of people's journeys going from ordinary to extraordinary. Let's get into it. There we go. All right, there it is. And I just do the snap to for editing purposes or whatever. Okay. okay cool. So I'm here with Dr. Lee Stoltzfist. Thanks for doing this so much. Um, you are a psychologist and also have a practice, small practice, with a licensed marriage and, and family therapist. Right. And before the podcast, first of all, for people listening, there's no set agenda. So we kind of just been having a free-for-all and just talking about whatever's interesting. And one of the things that you found interesting and are um, dealing with in the business world is executive coaching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how to achieve goals. And this is something that I'm very much interested in. So great. We know each other through Toastmasters. We sure do. And when I heard you speak, I knew that you were very professional. Uh, when you came up to speak, I know that you had uh, experience uh. and you're a person that held himself very well thank you yeah so and i also just enjoyed uh your speeches and enjoyed your company i think you were talking about my twin brother though (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) no i i enjoyed you very much good thank you yes so um we're talking a a few points we're talking about something that i'm very interested in and you know a lot of the viewers who are listening right now are around my age and marriage is something that is very important because it's it's it has financial implications it has health implications for your entire life sure this is absolutely the, this is the contract right mm-hmm. till death do us part and we're talking about why it's so difficult to stay married mm-hmm. and you're mentioning that it's like a garden yes marriage I, is like I, a ab- garden. absolutely like a garden and uh, uh marty if you're gonna if you're gonna plant a garden uh, you have to choose a spot for sure, kind of like you know picking uh, a partner. Right. And uh, in terms of the the garden, you have to prepare the soil. So you're going to have to till the soil, yeah. take out the rocks, the junk, make sure the soil's ready for 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 growth for seeds. Right. And then you decide what, what you want, what do you want to plant? Are you going to plant tomatoes? Are you going to plant string beans or peas or whatever? So there's there's a lot of uh, choosing that goes into this process, if, if you will. Right. Uh, and then ultimately, you also have to, you plant your, your seeds. You have to decide what kind of water does the, do the seeds need in order to germinate and bear a good product, a good, good crop. Um, and it's got to be fertilized. You've got to till the till the soil and pull out the weeds so it doesn't get overgrown and choked out. And uh, if right. you're if you're if you're fortunate, you get a good crop. And that takes yeah. time, effort, energy, knowledge, and skill to accomplish. And so marriage is um, is pr- is pretty complicated. And right. and and where do we where do we learn how to have a marriage? Uh, we a couple places. Either we learn it from our family we grew up in, or we learn it from the media. Uh, from movies and so on. And, and some of that information can be, and modeling can be good, but a lot of it can be kind of misleading and sure. you know, uh, not really that helpful. Yeah, one of the things that when you were saying like media, we can learn it from like our parents as, as or like model our parents in mm-hmm. the marriage, mm-hmm. or we can learn it from the media. If you're watching things like Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Oh my God. Yeah, that's gonna be <laughs> a tough way to go about 
learning how to stay le- learning how yeah. to stay marriage or or having a good relationship mm-hmm. that's very dysfunctional mm-hmm. stuff but mm-hmm. hey props to them you know they're they're earning an income off these um tv shows and they're in my opinion smart businesswomen. but that's yeah. neither here nor there um so it's a very difficult process when it comes to being married mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. to find the right partner and this was something that i was mentioning earlier i had seen on a facebook video that i thought was very interesting is that back in the day the reason people got married then is a lot different than the reason that our pe- people are getting married now right with the spe- spe- specifically talking about living can this partner help me and can I help this partner become the best version of themselves? Because mm-hmm. we're exposed to so much content now of people who are very powerful influencers, people mm-hmm. like a Tony Robbins or people like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk or you know XYZ, name the person. There's mm-hmm. many influencers mm-hmm. who are saying, hey, you have the ability to live an incredible life. I've done it. Here's how I've done it. Here's the books that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I've put out. Here's the uh, podcast that I put out. Here's whatever piece of content that I put out. Here's testimonials about people who have done it. So you can do it too. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, what are your feelings about um, a, ch- a goal achievement? Like what are some ways that you were mentioning about clarity. Mm-hmm, Speak mm-hmm, on that, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, sure, Marty. If you're gonna achieve a goal, you have to get really clear about what the goal is, and not just what the goal is, but what is your plan for accomplishing the goal. Sure. And and a lot of people, you know, they, they, they start out with um, a great goal, but it's not well-defined, and, and their plan certainly isn't well-defined. They don't have a clear timeline. They don't know what they're gonna do on a daily basis or a weekly basis to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they haven't thought about what are the, what's the upside of achieving the goal, and what's the downside if I don't achieve the goal? Uh, and, and getting really clear about that's important for motivation. It's also really important when we get discouraged, which, you know, if it's a complex goal, we're all gonna have times when we're tired and and and, and doubting whether the goal's worth sure. pursuing and so on. Yeah. It's important to be able to close your eyes, breathe, kind of get centered, relax, and see yourself having accomplished that goal whatever it is to get your 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 college degree to get that next promotion to have a happy family etc and and then and then see it and and feel it and experience it as a way to get back on track yeah to to have the good feeling of this is not only possible but this is actually happening Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. this is actually oh my god like this is actually happening and then in my opinion, taking actual action on whatever your goals are, especially mm-hmm. on a daily basis, mm-hmm. because over mm-hmm. time you take action, uh, you know, a little bit over time, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're like, mm-hmm. "There's a good book that is called The Slight Edge Theory that I talk about a lot, mm-hmm. and it basically says that success nor failure is an immediate event. It's these small little decisions on a daily basis Absolutely. that's going to take Absolutely. you to success yeah. or yeah. going to take you to failure. It's the proverbial snowball that starts out." small and then becomes yeah. gigantic and can flatten the house in its path yeah. yeah 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 so so when you're coaching people mm-hmm. you advise them to get clarity absolutely yeah then what's the next step besides clarity uh well what's really the there's great research on this uh, uh, and it's really important that you have 
uh, a written goal, a written plan with a timeline, and then you also need uh, uh, support. Uh, who, is, who are you going to be accountable to? Who are you going to make a progress report to? And so the people that have a written goal share it with someone else, enroll them as a support partner or accountability partner, and share it with them on a regular basis are so much more likely to hit the target and, and, achieve, and achieve their goal. Yeah, That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. No wonder why I haven't achieved my fitness goals. Nobody wants to work out with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I feel like that is very important to have somebody that you're accountable too mm -hmm. because if you're doing it all on your own it's in my experience it's easy to let myself down it's like okay i'm just not going to go to the gym today and then i'll feel a little bit bad about it but if you have an accountability partner who's like gonna be like hey let's go to the gym like no that's not that's not acceptable you can't just skip skip mm -hmm. this day mm -hmm. then i feel like you are who you hang around. So if you're hanging around with a person who's working out and into fitness, it's just right, a lot right. more conducive to your achieving your goal. Sure. Yeah. As opposed to being a solo, um, a lot of things can happen for you if you're a very strong-willed, determined person. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, I enjoy being in a, a group of people who are like-minded individuals mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it not only elevates my status, but when I'm elevated in terms of on fire or in a good mood, I'm able to elevate everybody else as right, well. Right, right. That's, that's the power of a positive, the positive power of group. And, and uh, in, in the uh, world of psychology and, and recovery and, and so on, groups are really powerful. In fact, many, many people feel like they get more out of group therapy or group support group than they do out of the one-on-one. -on -one. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That is strange. And why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's, I think there's that sense of community, of, of support and empowerment. And of course, in group therapy, there's also the, the feeling of, oh, I'm not the only one that has this problem or yeah. this issue. And you know, so Joe, you did that and that helped? Well, maybe I should try that and, and that'll help me. Yeah. So, so there, there is that sense of, um, of uh, support and community and empowerment. Yeah. And I think that's the power of, of uh, AA and, and other 12-step groups. When they, when they work, it's, it's uh, uh, well, th there's the power of the group and there's also the power of having a sponsor uh, and accountability partners and so on. So it's, it's a lot of what we're talking about right here. Yeah, yeah. it makes so much sense. And it reminds me of being in, in class and when people are maybe when I have a question and then I maybe don't want to raise my hand to ask that question, but somebody else raises their hand to ask that question, the right. same question that I had. Right, right, right. It's so beneficial. I'm like, ah, oh, thanks so much. Yeah. And I'm sure that I've done that as well. Mm -hmm. It's There's so many similarities when it comes to people trying to figure out this thing called life i mm -hmm, mean we all have mm -hmm. the fears mm -hmm. and you know the insecurities and the baggage that we had from when we we're growing up and we also have all this content and information and inspiration and ways of support groups and mm -hmm. books and podcasts mm -hmm. so we have well, there's a lot of similarities another interesting thought about what you just shared is you said it helped you probably helped everybody else in the class if, mm -hmm. they, if they were if they, if they were open yeah. and it helped the professor 
because I was just in a, in a seminar all day yesterday and people kept asking questions and he'd say, oh, that's great. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to mention it. So it, yeah. it, 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 it um, fills in the gaps sometimes with what needs to be presented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, my professor, because <clears throat> I'm, I'm a pretty extroverted person and I ask questions mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, people can feel my energy in, in a room. And the, t- the teacher, when this specific teacher knew that about me and one day the class was so lethargic it was kind of cloudy people i guess were just tired or, or it was a monday or something like that and he's like and he calls me out he's like marty you're awfully quiet today and i was like oh, yeah i'm I, i'm just relaxed or <laughs> i said something <laughs> like that but if i would have probably been more enthusiastic or paying attention more i could have been engaged and, and being engaging sure. is something that is very, very important for, right. I don't know, for having a, a good energy, mm-hmm. a good um, environment mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be in. Yeah. So I think like the group, the group thing is very important when trying to achieve your goals. You mm-hmm. are who your friends are, and if your friends are achieving their goals and you have the same type of goals, you're more likely to be pushed along that path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and and uh, uh, you know that's that's on the negative side. That's the power uh, of, of a gang. I mean, there's this this oh. I, this identity to want to belong. People uh, unfortunately uh, join gangs to belong, and then they're inculcated into this negativity, into the, the way to get ahead is by stealing. Sure stealing and and robbing and doing drugs and other negative sure behaviors yeah. yeah that makes sense um i listened a lot to uh, a podcast by the name of the joe rogan experience and he talks a lot about tribalism and how people mm. like say if this group over here is um a successful group and you're a part of this group, it feels really good to be a part of a successful group. It's almost like your tribe. And I think about like CrossFitters, you heard mm-hmm. of CrossFit? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. That, that's almost like their tribe. But he talks about like Democrats versus Republicans. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's so, that most people are, are majority in, in like neutral. Some people think, hey, that's a, even if you're like a Democrat, or even if you are a Democrat, you may think that some conservative ideas or Republican ideas are, fairly you know like we were talking about donald trump a little bit earlier it's like right, right. yeah he's batshit crazy like he's batshit crazy but yes he he has some pretty good ideas obviously yeah. right, you know right, he's right. the president of the united states he didn't just get there by pure luck right you know so um but it feels good to be hey i'm a democrat or i'm a republican mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. this very polarizing yeah, yeah. Right I, I just finished reading uh, Brene Brown's book, uh, Exploring the Wilderness, where she talks a lot about that and the um, the way that we join a, a group for identity in a way so that we're, um, we don't feel lonely, but yet we're not really that connected to anyone outside of the group and we're actually becoming polarized with family members with friends community members and so on and 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 the need to um be able to listen and to have have uh, uh some openness and some compassion for other people so that we aren't so uh freaking polarized as we are right now in this country and it's a real problem yeah i agree there's a term that is 
used uh, toxic tribalism. I mm. thought was a interesting. Uh, that term. rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, toxic tribalism. That's a good one. Toxic yeah. tribalism, as far as a description. But um, coming back into like marriage and coming back into how difficult it is to bond with somebody, if you if you are not compatible, it's just it seems that it's not going to work. But you've heard the term opposites attract, and I mm-hmm. think this is very true as well. But like, how how do you stay together Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know how do you have a successful marriage Mm -hmm. i think is a a very important topic right now being that a lot of people get divorced it's like whoa man it's like and for the people that didn't didn't get divorced maybe they're just staying together for the kids or staying together because of finances Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is like so crazy to me that Mm -hmm. this is that this is going on so in your experience, what do you think in your clientele to have a successful marriage? Have you experienced people that like mm-hmm. have successful marriages? Mm-hmm. What are some commonalities mm-hmm. or some things that you see amongst that group? Um, I think the word maturity comes to my mind. And maturity meaning that you realize you're not perfect and the other person isn't perfect either. And you... Um, you, you have a sense of uh, reality about about yourself and about your partner, about human beings, and that you're able to be accepting and loving and tolerant towards each other. But even more than that, uh, John Gottman, who wrote the uh, Seven Secrets or Seven Principles of a Successful Marriage, and he's been on TV, and he, he's doing the best research in the world on marriage and family. Uh, and what he's found is that couples who are doing and saying nice things for each other and are, are, are have a what he calls a positivity ratio. So when that ratio, um, the, what, what he found is the really successful couples have a ratio of 20 positives to one negative in their relationship. Uh, and when it drops down below five or even lower, the, the connection, the, the stability, the love is not that strong and it's in it's in jeopardy so through this means and some other analysis he was able to look at uh, at newly married couples and he had also hooked them up with a um, heart rate monitor and a blood pressure monitor so he could see how they were doing in their interaction over a 24-hour period and he was able to predict with 80 percent accuracy which couples would be divorced within five years based upon their positivity ratio and the physiological measures that he was getting while they were talking. Yeah. Wow. That is interesting. Yeah. I I highly recommend that book to your, to your viewers. Yeah. Yeah. What is it called again? Uh, It's, it's something like the seven principles of, of a successful marriage or seven principles for making a marriage work. I think he's, he's, uh, come out with a, a re- revised edition, uh, and, and just in the recent years. But okay. he's he's he, he's um, written a whole bunch of books. But that's that one's really helpful. Nice. And what was his name again? John Gottman, G O T T M A N, Doctor John Gottman, and his wife Julie has been involved in a lot of the research and the writing as well up at the uh, University of Washington. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they're both working on. Uh, ways to have a successful marriage oh yeah absolutely. absolutely oh man that must be 
conducive to having a successful marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, well they, they, they say it's not perfect and they do have their conflicts, but they, they are working them out. Yeah, that is, I think that's important. I definitely will take, take a look at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a book that I recommend to my uh, clients quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like it's, it's very important to understand and be aware of these things. But mm-hmm. like you said, maturity is, is very important. Mm-hmm. And I did hear something, and I don't know if this is true, that the divorce rate is actually going down. Um, and I don't know exactly. Um, have you heard anything about this? Uh, uh, yeah, a little bit recently. And it seems like when the millennials do marry, their divorce, their divorce rate is, is a bit lower than it has been back in the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. What do you attribute that to, do you think? I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Um, I think it might be maturity. Could because, be. Because I feel like, my parents, they had me when I was 18. Or, that doesn't make sense. They had me <laughs> when, when they were 18. You're right, right, right. Yeah, so that is very young. Absolutely. And maturity, nope. Like, you just turned, you just went from, you just went from a kid to having a kid. Right, right, right. You, you were a kid. Like Yes, yes, yes. Now you're having a kid. Right. That is not a very <laughs> good way to go about life. Yeah, that could be problematic. Yes, yes, could be problematic. Um. And, and, and interestingly, the, the, the research data uh, uh, that I'm familiar with says that that women getting married, waiting at least till 25 or 26 to get married, and guys waiting till about 28 or 29 or so to get married. If you, if you wait that, that period of time, the uh, success rate is higher, the divorce rate is lower if you wait a bit, bit longer and, yeah. and, and uh, have more... Um, more maturity and more life experience. Yeah, that yeah. makes total sense. Yeah, and I think maybe because the millennials are waiting longer to get married, right, is probably playing a big factor. Yeah, I think that is that is a, a part of it for sure. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to like you know getting married at eighteen, nineteen, mm-hmm. which some millennials do, or what, or, or you know, there's certainly going to be some millennials that get married at at a very young age like that, mm-hmm. and but I, for the most part, I think the majority. Of millennials are waiting mm-hmm. to 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 get married, and maybe not even getting married at all, and maybe not even having kids these mm-hmm. days. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people who are just like, I don't want to have kids, right? Right. Which right. I mean, genetically, doesn't make sense. I feel like your DNA wants to like wants to be spread, yeah, right? You right. Know? So um, continue the race. Exactly. Continue the race. Continue the genetics. Mm-hmm. So, so we talked a little bit about marriage um let's talk more about goal setting and great it's about 23 minutes right now so okay. maybe last like five minutes or okay. something let's talk about let's talk about goal setting okay what are your thoughts on goal setting just just overall overall what like why is goal setting important i know that's a very vague question but no it's, it's a good one uh, uh p- perhaps a uh, kind of an analogy would be helpful here if you um, if you have a sailboat and you say, well, I want to take a long trip on my sailboat, what does that mean? Uh, it's not very clear. It's very, right. very general. Uh, getting a little bit more clear, you say, okay, I want to sail across the Atlantic 
from the U.S. to Europe. Well, you're getting clearer. But if you say, um, I want to sail from Charleston, South Carolina to Lisbon, Portugal, now you have a real clear Sure. Definition. Uh, so it's it's really important to have clarity about what your goal is and what does it look like, um, and it's it's also uh, important that you look at the downside and the upside, uh, as we've talked about here, of of achieving the goal. What what are the benefits? How am I going to feel? How am I am I going to have a better life? Am I going to be healthier? I'm going to be more uh, fulfilled. Uh, and if I don't, what's the downside? Am I, am I going to feel um, not happy? Am I going to feel disappointed in myself? Am I going to feel like life has let me down? So we, we need to get clear about the upside of achieving the goal and the downside of not achieving the goal. Sure. Yeah. So when you experience this with your, with your clients, you advise them to get clarity. Absolutely. Now, I'm sure you experience in your practice some people who are already successful who are just want to be, become more successful. Do mm-hmm. you find that the people that have success are clear and have a plan? Uh, more often than not, sure. Right. I mean, and, 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 you know, m- many of them, um, uh, if I can talk about my daughter, uh, it was really interesting. She... Um, somehow picked this up. I, I can't take all the credit for it for sure. I think it was partly the kid she hung around with. But in, in, um, in second grade, she came home, got on the computer and made a list of eight goals wow. and in big print and put them up on the wall. Second grade? Second grade, eight years old. And one of them, cool. wa- one of them was to sail around the Phelong Islands or Fallon Islands. I said, "What are those, Jenna? I'd never heard of them." She says, "Oh, Dad, those are the islands off of San Francisco." And then, in recent years, you may have heard there's a there's an annual yacht race up there, and there was a crash. Uh, some people got killed in that yacht race some years ago. So that was my one of my daughter's goals at eight years of age. Wow. And 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 since then, in college, she took what's called the semester, which is on a boat sailing eight thousand miles all around Micronesia, all the way to the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. So cool. So she got that vision, uh, yeah. you know, as a little girl and has not let go of it. Wow, that's cool. So has she actually done, she's actually done that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's good, yeah, yeah. That's good for her. That's yeah. awesome. So, so um, um, writing it down and getting clear about it and uh, having an emotional connection to the achievement, I think, is really important. Yeah, I like the writing it down part. I have uh, my dad when I was uh, younger bought me a whiteboard that right. I put oh, yeah. up on my wall. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he said, "Hey, start writing down some goals that you want to achieve," and that kind of got me in the habit of like, okay, or this is what I need to do today, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm got x y and z done erase it off the board mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do the same thing again mm-hmm. and it kind of got me in that habit so you of were like, a, oh was that you were setting to-do lists very was, young yeah i was setting to-do lists probably about like 16 uh-huh. 16 years uh-huh. old uh-huh. so not super young but at a good age yeah. where you should really be like doing doing those things but writing it down mm-hmm. uh, writing it down is very important mm-hmm. because if you keep it all up in here it's like it's almost it's not it's almost not like realized Mm -hmm. it's it's Mm -hmm. not in the physical it's just more metaphysical Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. if you want to use Mm -hmm. that word Mm -hmm. so well you're also you're also bringing up a good a good point and that is if you've got this goal uh let's 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 say it's a goal that you want to lose 50 pounds so 
each day you should be having something on your to-do list that is related to that goal. I'm gonna right. I'm gonna take a walk for a mile. I'm gonna go to the gym for an hour. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna work out with a partner. What is it I'm gonna do on my to-do list that relates to these other longer-term goals? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's. I thought that was very fascinating. Okay, so let's let's wrap this up, Lee. Um, okay. What was your last words? Uh, well, I think the, the, to continue with this thought, it's really important to have somebody that you share your goal with, who can be both a support person and an accountability partner, so that you so you let that person know what you have or haven't done, preferably at least once a week. Uh, the, at least once a month, if it's a long-term goal, that you have someone that you know you're going to have to share with uh, what you've done or not done, and and uh, they're going to give you uh, you know a kick in the butt or give you a yeah a, a attaboy or whatever. Yeah, but, accountability is a huge part. Say if I, for example, like I posted that uh, we were going to have on my uh, Facebook account that we were going to have a podcast, doing a podcast today, or if I say, hey guys, tune into my podcast new episodes every week it's gonna hold me accountable to the you things that i say you know <laughs> yeah. or else people are gonna be like hey man yeah the fuck you didn't put a- <laughs> <laughs> where, where where's that where's that podcast where's that podcast yeah. yeah so accountability i think is a huge part because again if you're in my experience if you're doing it by yourself it just makes it so much more difficult mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to achieve your goal as opposed to hanging out with the support group or just a support person that you're accountable right. that you're doing the same type mm-hmm. of activities with brainstorming the type of ideas sure. with and it's just very conducive to be in a group mm-hmm. that is um doing the things that you want to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you bet yeah and so kind of in summary you would say that getting clear about what your goals are, make sure you're writing it down mm-hmm. and feeling and visualizing how that feels. Absolutely. And also, and also how not achieving that goal feels mm-hmm. in order to um, move forward with um, an accountability partner that will help you to achieve ch- achieve that goal. Absolutely, good good summary. Okay, Marty. Thanks so much, Lee. Uh, I really appreciate it. We're about at our time limit. The camera's already shut off, so <laughs> let's call that a wrap. A, a wrap. <laughs> cool. cool. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate sure. It. My pleasure, Marty. <laughs>